You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grolic's Bites. This is Randy. This is Jesse. We're going to do something a little bit different this episode, this this special bite-sized Grolic's podcast episode. Yeah, it's all bark and bite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, but <laughs> it, it'll spawn a conversation for sure. Oh, speaking of... <laughs> We're going to be watching the first episode of Todd McFarlane's Spawn, the Spawn animated series that aired on HBO in the 90s, late 90s. Uh, we're going to do kind of a commentary. We're going to watch it and talk about it. You get to listen to it. And if you have HBO Now or HBO Go or even some of the old DVDs, because I'm pretty sure the series was released on DVD. Um, yeah, in fact, uh, I, I bought what I thought was... The small. Oh, actually, that would have been on VHS. Ooh. I bought. It, I bought it from uh, Blockbuster. Remember those? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I remember. Remember when those were the thing? Um, I bought it from them, and it was the Todd McFarlane animated series box. Mm-hmm. And so I bought it, and it was relatively cheap. And I got it home. I popped it in, and it was the live action movie. <laughs> In the Ser- wrong box. Seriously? Yeah. Oh. So I had two. I had two copies of that horrible movie. That's just that's so disappointing, <laughs> right? And it was like I only paid like three bucks for it or something. So it's not even worth returning. It's not even worth that headache. But I was just like, I don't need two of these, and this is not what I wanted. Wow. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, there's also they released HBO released. I'm pretty sure it was several episodes of the series cut into like a movie. Um, that's not what we're watching either. No. So, nope. but I don't know. I, wa- I watched maybe last week I was on HBO now and I was like, Oh, spawn. I'll, I'll watch one of these. I'll take a trip back to the past. And, uh, I watched the first episode and I was like, we got to do a commentary on this. <laughs> There's a lot. It's a, there's a surprising amount to be said yeah, I about think this, so. I think. I think so. Um, plus, you know, we've teased doing commentaries of some sorts. Uh, if, if you know, if you enjoy what you're about to hear, uh, hit up our Patreon, patreon.com slash Uh I think if we hit at the $20 mark, $20 a month, uh, we'll do one of these for the uh, live-action Swamp Thing movie. So decidedly longer so we've never done this before so this no. is like our warm-up for that yeah i figured i figured if people are gonna dole out money for some commentaries we might as well do a test run to see how it goes in the <laughs> first place but uh yeah so we're gonna we're gonna here's where we're at so on hbo now or hbo go i think's the same type of deal uh when you hit play on the thing it'll give you like an hbo stinger and then it'll load the actual video, which in this case has another HBO stinger. Yeah. We're past the first stinger. This is the actual video that it loads, the actual episode. And we're sitting at zero, zero, 
So we're one second into the video. So if you want to cue it up and hit pause, and then we'll do a little, we'll do a countdown. I'll let one of us will do a countdown. We don't do so well. <laughs> We're not, you're right. We don't synchronize very well, do we? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, pause us and get ready. Otherwise we're going to, we're going to get this, this show started. Literally. <laughs> All right. Um, again, zero, 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 one. And I'm going to hit play on three. So. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm going to do the I'm, I, Yep, I'm ready. I have my finger on the trigger. Okay. Or button. Button. I mean button. The button trigger. No trigger. <laughs> no. I don't uh, want to be triggered. Tr- trigger warning. Sorry. <laughs> 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 All right. One, two, three. HBO original programming. Ooh. Can you hear it in the background? I probably need to turn mine down, huh? Uh-uh. I don't hear it. You don't hear it? No. Nope. Well, that's amazing. So, this, this, these boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to make comments about that. We talked about this a little bit before when uh-huh. we decided we were going to do this. I was like, those are oddly, like, really detailed labeling. I mean, I, I doubt that most warehouses are, are that specific. No. And here we have Todd McFarlane. As the crypt keeper, <laughs> <laughs> you're looking looking very much like uh, Andy Garcia, <laughs> like like he's the best put together crypt keeper crypt keeper ever. And you know maybe comic book artists do it this way, but I like the idea of him sitting in this very dungeon looking room in this like nice suit doing inks. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> he's gonna ruin it, that he, suit. He wear, he wear, he's wearing a tie too, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yep, he is a full yeah. full suit going, and and not just inks like with a with like a marker or anything. You're like he's doing quill inks. He's doing like <laughs> brush inks. <laughs> also, those boxes look like they came out of an Acme factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably did. They probably did. Oh, and, I, and that and now spawn he has to like tell us as if we didn't know what we were getting <laughs> and he has to present us with like a like a moral quandary before every episode <laughs> it's so weird like i had totally forgotten about that it blew my mind when i when i watched this the other night and you know he's he's a good looking guy but you could tell he's not uh used to the camera his delivery yeah. is very like kind of stiff Stiff and wooden, yeah. yeah. And he asks, like, his first moral question is, like, have you ever thought about what if you were propositioned in hell? <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? You better think about it, because Al Simmons didn't. It's <laughs> <laughs> so kind of bad. Oh, man. <laughs> but we're, we got some, some nice-looking credits here. Yeah. Okay, can you tell me about this this code thing, this time code thing, or whatever that is? I don't know if I've ever understood it, but it's like a countdown clock, I think. It's yeah. either a countdown clock or, like, the date. I think it's their countdown to when the hell army is going to attack or, or something. I don't know. I don't know if it ever came... I know it was, like, drug out through the comics. I don't know if it ever came yeah. to fruition, but I didn't I don't understand know that I, what it I don't, was. Yeah, I didn't really ever understand it even in the comics, so some Spawn aficionado out there is cringing at the fact that we're reviewing this without even knowing what that means. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest. I have not read 
like hardly any spawn comics i'm but, I'm not a huge you know like I didn't read a lot of them, but I read some of those early issues because they were like you couldn't not back in the nineties it was the big thing where all these awesome creators jumped ship and they were doing everything that Marvel and DC couldn't do, you know, like they didn't have the comics code so they could do this kind of thing where it was basically the original R rated comic characters. Yeah. This I think is that first or second uh, issue of spawn, like the violator tears some guy's heart out on page. And so, uh, Louis, <laughs> my my youngest brother Louie actually had Spawn issue two, and uh, mom saw that and she's like, "You're getting rid of this." And we're like, she was gonna throw it in the garbage, and we we're like, "This is so worth money right now." <laughs> it was like it was a hot ticket at that time. Oh yeah. Oh, here we go. The the gore has begun. Oh man, they're gonna have to do an ultimate cut of this. <laughs> <laughs> I I like. I really like the look of this whole alleyway scene. It's very stylized, but I think I like the heavy shadows. Like, I know mm-hmm. it's not distinctly just comic book thing, but this part, it looks like a comic book in animation form. Yeah. And for me, uh, the heavy shadows have a big part to do with it. It made me think of like a cross between old school Ninja Turtles and Sin City. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was a slow motion bullet hitting the guy's leg there. <laughs> there was a lot of Zack Snyderisms in this opening scene. Uh-huh. It's so uh, this this thing is so 90s and the violence like it's not just violent, it's like it's violent, it's loving the violence, you know? It's Yeah. It knows that's a big part of the draw at this point in time for the show. <laughs> We're gonna do a close up of this guy's larynx just so he can see the blood <laughs> and the muzzle of a gun in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought Spawn was a super cool character. Oh, his character design's awesome. Like he yeah. looks great. He's like Spider Man mixed with Batman. How can you not like that? Yeah, you're totally right. Chains and yeah, he's like Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, and Batman, and I don't even know. <laughs> I like the bits where the where the where the uh, like the characters are all just like one shade, one color. In this yeah. case, they're like black and white, and then the backgrounds in color. I this part uh, it looks dynamic. <laughs> It looks so much better than what we'll get to later. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I laughed out loud the first time I watched that where he's just like, I'm just going to like douse your hands in gasoline. <laughs> and you're just going to be like, no, don't ga- don't douse my hands in gasoline right in front of me. Yeah. What's the, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, no, I like I like how this is all put together. And, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but like it makes what comes later that much more jarring yeah yeah totally like it excels here it kind of feels like maybe this was like their proof of concept like this sequence you know they put a lot of work into this this is like this is the opening this is what you know oh yeah we're gonna see and then they're like well what about this later scene ah who cares just throw that together (laughs) well i'm sure this was the pilot well yeah and you're probably right proof of concept like when they were throwing it around the office like here look at this oh that looks awesome it's so yeah, pretty. Exactly. The world's never seen anything like this before. 
And then we got the killing joke. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> we should not touch that. <laughs> move on. Oh, hey, look, man. spawn is glaring. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we've got to it yet. We're about to where it kind of starts his flashbacks. Keith David does the voice of spawn. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have seen those recordings. Oh yeah. Of course this guy starts himself on fire. <laughs> well, he had his hands doused in gasoline. <laughs> Maybe that's why they specifically showed the hands. Yeah, Spice. yeah. Because the spark from the gun in his hands. <laughs> These Such a strange cut to that flashback of his wife as this other man burns alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's like, this man burning alive reminds me of the love I had for my wife. Oh, <laughs> uh, it... Man, that live action movie, all I can hear is Wanda. <laughs> yeah. Not uh not Black Dynamite's shining moment. <laughs> but that reminds me, I, I would love to sit in on the like the recording booth for when Keith David was recording this episode because he's got so many of just like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like his vocal performance is insane here <laughs> yeah, yeah it makes me wonder did uh Christian Bale did he reference some of this stuff <laughs> he go you know I think I need my voice to be more gravelly it's like it's it's gonna be a Batman movie it's gonna be a comic book movie but dark where can I look for inspiration <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got to be Spawn. Oh, the violator here. Yeah, I'm going to have to say I prefer John Leguizamo to this version. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not I, I'm not a fan of the violator at all. Like, I just, I don't really like his design. Yeah. In the comics, it was okay, but, like, here he's... He's got that animated series treatment, so he's not as disgusting as he's supposed to be. Oh, yeah. He sure. looks a little more like dude bro. It's like he's got his collar popped. <laughs> I don't remember that being the case in the comics. Violator's got his collar popped. <laughs> <laughs> Pop collar dude bro. How's it going, Violator? <laughs> yep. More flashbacks. The, the slowest scene of me taking off my mask occurs. Uh-huh. I I have the audio muted, but God, I wish I could hear Keith David <laughs> Keith David's wallows here. <laughs> oh yeah, he's gonna punch punch his face. <laughs> oh, my hellspawn face. This this handles the origin well enough. Because, yeah. you know, you kind of get it, that you kind of get into it and it doesn't dedicate, I mean, I guess it dedicates this whole episode to it, but it's not like you're going through the origin. The flashbacks, flashbacks are a little hammy, but at least it gives you like the actual character, what he is, and then kind of fills you in. Well, and if I remember correctly, this is kind of how it was handled in the comics was in those flashback moments. Wanda will know. Oh, man, I don't know. You look pretty rough there. Yeah, even this bum guy thinks you look rough. This bum's a good guy, though. 
He doesn't even mention the cape. He's just yeah. like, you look pretty bad, buddy. Never mind that cape would, would go for a fortune on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want your booze. <laughs> I noticed that Spawn does this to everybody. He's just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab you by the throat. I just saved your life, but I'm going to let you try to fire a gun at me that will now cause you to start yourself on fire. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and there's lots of like grabbing them by the by the collar and then pulling them face to face so you get that profile shot. Yeah. And who are you, old man, and why do you know so much? I just want to go home. <laughs> yeah, <this laughs> we we all want to go home sometimes. <laughs> This came out, oh, 97, it says right there. 97, hmm. 1997. The series ran till 99, and I heard there was rumors of it being resurrected. You know, I mean, like, I think that with the right writers, they could bring this back in a better way. <laughs> That's quite a visage right there, that face. Oh, yeah, um, eating, eating food, it's just fall into the corpse's mouth, yeah. And you got not Harvey, or not, what's his name, not Seth, not Bullock. Yeah, not Harvey Bullock, but yeah, yeah, he totally is. <laughs> it's yeah, Harvey Bullock. <laughs> yeah, right down to the eating food and cigarettes. Yeah, and he's like chewing donuts, and the donuts are falling in the corpse's mouth or the crumbs. Well, this coroner's report is confusing. Apparently he apparently he died while eating a donut. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is there was no donut in his stomach. It's a ghost donut. It's a ghost donut. <laughs> this one's going in the cold case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The truth is out there, Scully. Or Or one of you. Let's put an X on this file. This, uh, all right, you know, it's HBO, and they're gonna they're gonna do it up right. They're gonna do an animated comic book thing that's all dark. They're gonna it's gonna be blood and gore, but it, God, it just feels like blood and grotesqueness and later sexual stuff for the sake of it. Like <laughs> just so for the sake 90s. of it, oh, for sure, for sure, sure. When this was the era of uh, like Mortal Kombat was big at this time, and oh, here it is. <laughs> this day scene day scene it seems so out of place it it looks like a PBS uh, animated show like Arthur in the way that the, the backgrounds are handled yeah <laughs> yeah super static and intensely colored Well, Spawn is literally being a creeper outside (laughs) and thinking about sex, sexy time with his wife from five years ago. (laughs) I like his bum outfit. That's what he uses to hide. (laughs) I don't remember that. His relatively nice neighborhood. He's got a stocking cap on. But this is clearly before he understands all of his powers. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's in like full superhero outfit underneath that. He stole that from the Ninja Turtles, too. 
<laughs> Where's Raph? Where, where, where is Raph? Wait a minute. Is that my best friend? I miss my best friend's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Roberts got an invite, but I didn't. <laughs> so I I don't mind the story, the origin of, of Spawn, but man, it's full of cliches, isn't it? Oh, yeah. He's like, he was an assassin and... And you know he he died, and his wife married his best friend. Yeah. Well, you know it's interesting. It both I don't know what they do with it in this animated series because I haven't watched too far beyond this. Um, but in the comic, he can uh, he can assume a more human form, but he's a white guy when he does. Really. So, like, when he tries to approach his wife, he doesn't look anything like his former self. Oh. So they play on they play on the racial issue a little bit. Violator, Violator looks so out of place. <laughs> yeah, he's just like... And, yeah, he would just, you know, show up as a creepy clown in broad daylight. Yeah. With what looks like an entrails ice cream cone and a cup of coffee. <laughs> Apparently entrails go really well with a cup of coffee. It, yeah. So he's waited until now to tell Spawn what he's what his purpose is, which is just basically to be a soldier in a hell army. These flashes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's just like it's not true I don't get it I don't get what I am but you're wrong <laughs> you're the first person that seems to know what's going on but you aren't right <laughs> you're, I'm going to introduce your face to your colon poke you in the nose <laughs> alright Spun now you're getting it nothing makes a creepy clown Dude, bro, happier than for you to poke me in the nose. Creepy clown, dude, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also oh, I wanted to litter. say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not environmentally conscious. Man, it's like this. This guy's some kind of demon, sort of. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. You were oh, gonna say no, it's okay. Are we coming up to the? Yeah, those <laughs> Looking back on that man. <laughs> idyllic background, oh, suburbia. See, now we're in a graveyard. It's dark. This looks all right. Oh, this is so much better. Oh, I was gonna say the music, like it. I I was telling you, it's got this like very. 90s HBO it reminds me of like the uh the scores for Tales from the Crypt it's like certain kind of creepy oh, synth yeah. music not like the Tales from the Crypt theme but like the score during the episodes right yeah the seat music kind of stuff mhm and then lots of gothic imagery and stuff like that so is this face supposed to be like wrapped up? Is that the thing I where they put a death so. cowl on him? I think so. America. 
<laughs> maggots with, and guns. Yeah, maggots and guns against the flag. America. There's my ring. See, I was married. I'm going to have a flashback to prove it. <laughs> and it's such the obvious things to flashback to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It made me think uh, The Crow yeah, yeah. a few times. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah. Because every time you come in contact with something that would spawn a memory. Whoop! Spawn a memory! The success of the Crow movie is probably probably why this animated series exists. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the finger. Snap a finger off. He's, he's and then concerned. still take it off the long way. Like, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Ellen Wonderful. Oh, man. The letters even flash at us. Just come like, at us. I look like a 3D computer effect. Yeah, what are they doing? Pixar hasn't even been invented yet. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why he needed to see it. He was like, what good can come from this? You already stole your own ring, buddy. He picks it up and he, man, he messes his body up. <laughs> you need to wake up. Wake up. <laughs> even chokes himself yeah see there it is and now it's except it's his corpse doing the profile shot to him now oh they switch oh see? they switch it oh it's artsy one in the same <laughs> the same guy just in case we weren't oh, buying it's, it it's <laughs> just, <artsy>. in <laughs> just in case we weren't buying it yet they are the same Except with more goo. (laughs) Oh, man. That's that's Nickelodeon. What is that? Gak or something? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Super sloppy double dare with spawn. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That does not even. That doesn't sound right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least he's like. He, like, rearranges him and like, oh, I'm sorry I did that to myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, put, I'll put myself back in my coffin and tidy up a little. <laughs> There's some nice uh, dialogue yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we go back to the bad guys and they're on the phone swearing a lot. <laughs> and apparently this guy just stopped in the middle of what he was doing, which we'll find we'll see here in a moment. Like, what <laughs> I'm just gonna stop what I was doing and start swearing. Yeah. I don't know if this guy like called or whatever, but like I was obviously in the middle of something. It was the, the stereotypical bad guy sitting in an office with the doing the villain hands. Yeah. There's yes. Yeah. Window. The very uh, Inspector Gadget claw. <laughs> Except we can see him once in a while. It was like, yeah. oh, but we're going to go back to the silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there's s- strange chicks in domino masks just, you know, cavorting. This guy's got a nice pink, uh, what is that? He was a Speedo. Yeah. 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 (laughs) He's meandering around in his Speedo while the the S&M crew is on the couch. (laughs) Cross-played Bucky Barnes and (laughs) (laughs) cross-played policemen from the the, uh, 
village people. <laughs> this guy wears sunglasses in his house when he's You're mostly right. naked. You're right. He does have sunglasses on. I didn't even notice that the first time. <laughs> what? Was it so was uh oh he doesn't have a finger. Yeah. He got chopped off, huh? What uh what what's what was Todd McFarlane's involvement in this? Was he like involved in the uh in the animation, was he one of the head animators, or was he just kind of like an executive producer, creative consultant guy? That's, that's a good question. Because I wonder, because this is not particularly his style. Mm-hmm. You could tell that they're paying homage to his style. What is up with the Washington Monument not being in the same perspective as every other building? <laughs> what is up with that? Oh, the ground itself shifts perspective through that shot. But there's some the backgrounds are kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, backgrounds are hard. I'm I'm not saying, but I think the Washington Monument was clearly drawn in a different perspective let's see what can i find uh it's also worth noting like definitely hand-drawn animation oh yeah yeah Uh, and it's kind of a i mean you really hardly see that like it's all computer-aided stuff now so even when it's hand-drawn it's still like all the all the all the tweening all the between shots or frames are like smoothed out and stuff Sure, because they they put it back together in a computer, anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see, you know, some actual hand drawn animation, and it part, you know, a lot of it looks good, and then some of it you're like, oh yeah, this is you know, the TV show. Still, they had a bit of a budget to work with. They had a budget to stay within. Oh man, oh. even his even his costume heels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't shoot spawn. He bleeds green goo and then he heals. <laughs> He's got a better healing factor than Deadpool. <laughs> Here's my advice to you. Retire. You know, get a good 401k. <laughs> you know, retire. Let's see. I'm trying to find his involvement in the show. Creators Alan B. McElroy, creator of the show. Okay, where's crew? (laughs) The violator just kind of dances around and nobody ever pays him any mind. He's a clown in a blue dude bro suit. So do they see him? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out now. I thought that they could see him, but maybe only Spawn can see him. This is probably another well-known thing that <laughs> that uh, I didn't pick up on. <laughs> okay, McFarlane gets a writing credit for 18 episodes, which that'd be all 18 episodes. All three seasons. Um, no producing credit. Oh, there's series music. 
want to find out about that. I bet there's I bet there's a connection between the composers of this and Tales from the Crypt. It's just got such that sound. Yeah. Well, right now the uh, the um, end credits are rolling and that creepy music is playing. It's almost got that 80s flair, like they've had the same sound guy for, <laughs> you know, like, well, well into the 80s, and they're just like, okay, now we're doing something a little more gothic mm. with these shows, because 90s are all gothic. Yeah. Yeah, 97, I mean, that's prime, that's prime goth, dark, edgy. <laughs> HBO, HBO animation had that nice little, like, twinkle sound to the end of it, the way that old Funmation uh, properties used to have bass and ranking cartoons. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like nice little HBO, then animation twinkle. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, this wasn't made for kids, right? Cause <laughs> that's, that's the kind of logo stinger you'd have for kids. So, the only let's see, I'm looking through the IMDb 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 page for this show, and McFarlane's credited as uh, he gets writing credits on all 18 episodes. Now I don't know if that's just because it's based on his work, or if he actually like, you know, actually wrote the episodes, like yeah. scripted them out. Um, he also hmm. has the acting credit as himself for two episodes. So, they, so, <laughs> so, so is he only, uh, he must only open them the first two episodes then. Yeah. And they're like, because after I watched this first episode last night, I thought, oh, I'll go ahead and start the next one. And he starts in with another one of those, like, what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> the devil is talking to you. Have you, have you ever, have you ever thought about good and evil? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Todd McFarlane just became DeGrawlix, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you know about them good and evils? <laughs> them good and evils. <laughs> would you, what if you were in hell? Would you do it? Do right. do what? <laughs> the music composers, or at least the people listed on on IMDb for the series. Uh, J. Peter Robinson, and they've both done, there's two people, Shirley Walker and J. Peter Robinson, they've both done a bunch. Um, Robinson, uh, is credited for f four episodes of Tales from the Crypt, so I knew there was a connection there. Oh, okay. And then Shirley Walker, uh, was supervising composer and composer on Batman the Animated Series. You know, I was wondering how much they were aping because Batman, the animated series, had to be going before this. And there's there's definitely some stylistic choices that are reminiscent, while at the same time, like, they were they were trying to be more anime than Batman, yeah. the animated series. I mean, they weren't trying to blatantly rip Bruce Timm stuff, but they were still doing a lot of the, you know, like lightning and, and spawns up on top of the tower. And I mean, you, you almost can't get away from some of the Batmanisms of spawn with his cape. Oh yeah, for sure. It, well, it's like that, you know, the, the dark Gothic aspect uh, elements of Batman turned up to 11. Yeah. With, it, with blood and red, <laughs> with blood and chains. And you, 
you could tell you could tell that there were a lot more stills per frame in this than like a big budget animation project which mm-hmm. which again makes it more like an anime where you're going to see a little bit more of a stutter as the action happens mm-hmm. it's not going to be as smooth as as some of those you know high production value cartoons would be yeah yeah, this. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, it's still, still a better, you know, still a better per, uh, spawn attempt, I think, than the movie was. You know, spawn was always meant to be a little bit more of a slow burn in terms of what's going on. Trying to cram him into a two-hour movie probably wasn't going to be all that successful unless you had a really creative writer. Yeah, and. That live action movie, I now I I I wasn't familiar with Spawn, but I was like, oh man, this character seems awesome, right? Because it was the '90s. I was perfect age. I was like, yeah, oh, sure, dark, sure. edgy. But uh, that movie was so disappointing because it's just bad. Like it's just B grade cheese ball, right? Like level stuff, and it doesn't look terrible. They had a bit of a no. budget to work with. Yeah, Violator looks, he looks spot on, you know, I I mean, but it's the Violator. I don't know that he was ever intended to be on screen. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they wrote it with the idea that they're going to make this into a movie someday. But this is also the time in superhero media where we were just happy to get any kind of superhero movie. Uh Like before that point, all we'd had was like the Michael Keaton Batmans. And I think, um, well, Spider-Man hadn't even happened yet, you know. Like we were just happy to have any superhero movies at all. Yeah, and by by this point, '97, I want to say the sh- sh- yeah, Batman Forever was '95. So the Schumacher Batman movies were starting to roll out. So we needed a new place to go. We were ready for something that was darker, just better made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When did the X-Men movies come out? Because that was, that was still around the same time as Spider-Man, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure 99 is when the first one came out. Okay, so we're getting to about that point. I, You know, it's like, for as bad as the movie like literally is, I, I still enjoyed it when I saw it. I just also knew it wasn't very good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, there were movies that I went to where it's like, okay... I know that this is not high art. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it, but I also know that it's not actually good. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it with a passion. <laughs> really? Even, oh, even, yeah. even watching it. Yeah. I mean, I, and, but I still watched it a few times. I'm pretty sure I had it taped onto a VHS tape, but I still, I did not like it. X-Men was I, 2000. So I was close. Oh, to okay. Yeah. I was going to say 2000s is kind of when, the superhero renaissance kind of started to kick off. I I often think about this movie as, as like the, you know, how you have different grades of horror movie. Mm-hmm. This is in that schlock. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. This yeah. is, this is superhero schlock genre. That's what this is. You know, and I think you're right. And that was not what I was hoping for. And from the sound of it later on, that's not what McFarlane was hoping for. <laughs> no, I don't the, think anybody like is like oh, we're gonna make we're gonna make superhero schlock. That's not even a genre, but I think it's gonna be huge. <laughs> the 
the filmmakers had to know. In, <laughs> yeah, they had somebody had to know. I don't know. I guess love is blind. If you're like, I really love Spawn. I really love that property. <laughs> love is blind. I really love Spawn. Just take him in any any iteration. Yeah, even as even as a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think? I mean, this is kind of a silly question, but do you think a modern HBO animated Spawn would work? I think that they could do it right, you know? I mean, but it's it's a tricky question. It's the same question as should they reboot The Crow, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so you have one that's really unsuccessful, and then you have another one that was successful. Do you really mess with it? You know, I mean, like, I don't know that a Crow reboot is the way to go. Maybe it would be done really well, but may- maybe the world doesn't need one, you know? Yeah. Then with Spawn, we never really had a good run at it, I don't think. I mean, like, I think this animated series is as good as we probably got. Yeah, I, I think, and this will sound kind of odd, I guess, but this is probably as good as we could have got at that point. Because that was still, yeah. like... For one, it's like, oh, adult adult animation. Well, it's got to be this. It's got to have this like unnecessary gore and and sex con and sexual uh, content. But uh, and then also you throw on that adult comic book. Well, it's got to be this. But now I think we're to yeah. the point. I mean, look at. I don't know if it's the best example, but you know we had um Deadpool. Like you can throw adult in there and it doesn't necessarily Deadpool's not the best example for this, but it doesn't necessarily <laughs> have to just be edgy and, and over the top. But, uh, I don't know. I think, I think the con- general consensus of something like this is changed. Like the general, the way people view it has changed now. And yeah. I think we would get a much different series. I think it could work. Oh yeah, absolutely. And well, and I think that we could get a better uh live action movie too. I think that this would be a smarter way to start and just test the waters and see if anybody is still pining for some Spawn, <laughs> you know. Cuz I don't know that Spawn has that huge of a number in terms of readership now. So Yeah, I don't know either. Like it's kind is of it- like image is still putting it out, isn't it? Yeah, and they hit what two fifty or they hit some big number a year or two back, and kind of you know made a big push, big spawn push. So it's still coming out, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of following it currently has. It's kind of like image's flagship title. I think it was the first big image title that anybody really paid attention to. I remember buying a lot of image stuff be- based on the success of spawn. Like, uh, was it shadow Hawk? I bought that and that was just as ridiculously over the top, violent and gory. <laughs> it was basically, again, it was basically Batman in a silver Wolverine costume beating people up. <laughs> So Spawn, the animated series, had won some Emmys and such back in the day. Huh. Uh, The last, like, uh, I want to say, what was it? October of 2014, McFarlane teased a bunch of, uh, teased that he was working on a new series, animated series, and he teased some background art or something. Um, But that was a couple years ago now, so who knows? Do you think they would reboot it, or do you think they would just try to pick up where they left off? I think if HBO picked it up, 
I think it'd be cool if they just picked, if they just like grabbed it where they went or where they left off. Yeah. Right. But, I, th- I wish that more people would learn from the success of Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. That's what I want in movies now. You don't I mean, have to totally, like, even if it's an origin not everybody's familiar with, you don't have to spend a whole movie reintroducing people to this origin. Right. Yeah, I agree. You don't have to reboot. You can even recast, and you don't have to reboot. In the case right. of Mad Max, it worked well. Yeah, it it would have it would have bogged that movie down so bad if they had tried. Mm-hmm. They they did little I think they kind of did little snippets. You know, they did little snippets back to Mad Max's uh, kid and and that kind of stuff, but without going into the first movie. Because if they had tried to bog down in the origin of Mad Max again, just because it had been so long in between movies, that movie would not have been as good. No, I agree. And Mad Max was barely the focus. <laughs> He's basically the the only reason that we uh, needed Mad Max was he introduced us to the setting and what was going on. You know, and some people complained about how I love that we were talking about Mad Max Fury Road now. <laughs> <laughs> some people complained about that, but those people have never seen a Mad Max movie. Clearly, yeah. outside of the first one, that's pretty much how they all are, like... Yeah, <laughs> he's he's cent- I mean, he's the title character, but he's really just our in to the world. And if you look at the second and third ones, the actual plot revolves around the people he comes across. He's right. just kind of there and involved, whether he wants to be or not. You know, he's just along yeah. for the ride and he helps out. And that's exactly what he did in Fury Road. Oh, he's just a blood bag <laughs> <laughs> for most of the <laughs> movie. He really is. Yeah, yeah. He's like stapled to the front of a car. Like the first <laughs> 20 minutes, you're just going to be on the front of this car. You're the grill. But at the same time, he's still awesome. Like they still make him a fan, uh, an awesome character. He does, uh, trying to keep my language clean, after, especially after writing that article, he just does cool things. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of people who are BA, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. We should probably put a cap on, on Spawn, but... I, since this is kind of time time sensitive, Grox bites are usually time sensitive. You just posted an article that was pretty BA. I did. Thanks. <laughs> so I've been making posts in the Grolix Facebook group, which you should check it out. It's facebook.com slash groups slash Grolix podcast. Like anything, just put a Grolix podcast on the end and we're probably there. Yep. Uh, I've been doing a post the last couple of weeks, um, somewhat consistent, not real consistent, but, uh, and it's basically my thoughts, mini reviews on the DC comics I've read of the week. And then I pick, I pick the, uh, you know, the BAs, uh, <laughs> the BA moments or characters, or in one week I picked a creator, you know, just the coolest stuff that I found, uh, of the books I read. And this week, Spe- today, speci- specifically of DC comics, DC so comics. the DCBA, yep, DCBA. And I posted, I actually started posting the articles on the website. Just today, I posted the first one on the website. And I talk about Batman number five, Superman number five, Justice League number three, and Supergirl Rebirth number one. Um, just because I felt like I'm reviewing the same books every week. So I threw Supergirl <laughs> in there. I was like, I'll read this. And yeah. I didn't need to, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, you react at the news. I like how you grolixed uh, BA on the... Uh, I, I, I grolix. 
<laughs> Both on the image and on the like in the text. I growlix it halfway through the article, and then eventually I'm like, Ugh, just I'm just gonna start. I'm just <laughs> like, okay, they get it. <laughs> <laughs> they get it. If they know what that is, then there's no point in censoring it the rest of the way. But yeah, yeah. for the most part, I'll do the uh, at symbol dollar dollar at dollar dollar. <laughs> but, It'll make money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's well, they're fun articles to re- write. I just I need to uh, not like the. You could tell the books I I, I like because they have like five paragraphs, and then the ones I don't are like you know here's two paragraphs, three paragraphs. Well, I, I read it. <laughs> <laughs> I read it. it. It was it was a book. Yeah, <laughs> and staples in the side. And I try. I another interesting thing, and you know, I'm sure you found this writing reviews because you do lots of reviews for the site. Is mm-hmm. how much to go into? Like, I want to share like these cool moments without spoiling the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. So, like, I I think in these, I hit a couple things where it's like, I I wanted to leave it for the reader to find on their own if they haven't read it. But on the other hand, it's like, Oh, I'll kind of like give a heads up for this, but I'll leave this other thing secret. You know, I don't want to just give the whole book away. Oh, for sure. Like in, uh, in the doctor who big finish reviews, I do a lot of times I will just generically refer to, uh, the big bad as the threat (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because sometimes the threat is kind of a secret. And if I tell you what the threat is, then I'm giving away all the fun and I don't want to give away the fun. I want to, uh, give you a reason to go have the fun. Yeah. Get you excited for the fun. Well, especially Mm -hmm. a doctor who that's a common thing is like, in a lot of Doctor Who stories, in regardless the medium, like the threat or the villain is usually kept as kind of a mystery partway through. Even if, even if it's right in the title, <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, then you have the Earth shocks of the world where it's like, no, you don't know what's coming, even though there's androids. It might be Cybermen, <laughs> but maybe it's not. Could be anything. Earth will shake. <laughs> It's, or the Earth will shock. <laughs> you mean Return of the Daleks has Daleks in it? Oh, no. Don't give that away. <laughs> Return of the Daleks is an ep- is a story title, isn't it? It's got to be. It's so basic. Oh, it's, it's got to be. something of the Daleks. They surely had to do Return of the Daleks. If not, it's, it's one that's going to be coming out. Like, how did point. they not? They've, they've really, like, stretched that so, like... They've used that naming convention so often for so long. If they haven't done return, <laughs> oddly enough, it is a big finish. <laughs> return of the Dogs is the seventh Doctor story. Interesting. So the TV series didn't even ever get to it, even though they've done no. like Revolution of the Daleks and Asylum of the Daleks, of the, yeah. <laughs> of the Daleks and Planet of the Daleks. And interesting. All right, I suppose we ought to wrap this thing up. It is a bites. It is a bites. It is a bites. And what what that means is that it's an in between episode, and uh, we'll be having another episode coming out in what two three weeks. Yeah, yeah, it'll become. I think we're recording next weekend, but it won't be out for like two more weeks. So, yeah, yeah. something, something like that. And uh, we have a little bit of a we have a little bit of a course correction on that, don't we? We're going to 
review mm-hmm. the pull list pick, uh, which was a new DC new frontier. Mm-hmm. But instead of starting the invisibles uh, segment, we're going to push that off and we're going to talk about uh, Stranger Things because I got my act together and actually finished it. Yeah. Much like the rest of the internet, I find, you know, I, I did the binge. Yeah, the, the, the super big, like, um, wave of excitement for that series actually, like, came later than I expected. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was, I was hearing the initial buzz, mm-hmm. but it was kind of subdued. And then all of a sudden, everybody everywhere, and there's like everything now. <laughs> yep. Yep. So by the time we actually talk about it, everybody will probably hate it and be sick of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've actually heard negative stuff about it. It's that's how long it's been out. And I was like, really? <laughs> I, I'm just appalled. I'm like, really? Somebody didn't like it? That's weird. Yeah, I've heard a couple things too. Um, sometimes it's just people being, you know, people people like to people like to be contrary. They like mm-hmm. to be contrarians. And then, you know, I guess some people's, I've heard some, some complaints where I'm like, yeah, if you weren't into that, I could see that, but I don't care. I loved it. <laughs> right, right. It wasn't for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't go to, uh, my little pony, the movie either. Yeah, exactly. it's not for me, you know, like it's going to be for certain people. Your garbage is my treasure. Fool. Yeah. Get out of my treasure. <laughs> get out of my treasure, garbage get man. Out of my tre- get out of my treasure can, garbage man. <laughs> get out of my treasure can, garbage man. <laughs> that sounds like a track title right there. It does. It does. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk about the new frontier. And then, yeah, we're going to push our new reoccurring invisible segment back um, and talk about Stranger Things because... Uh, Stranger Things deserves it. Yep. Um, and and you know we'll give it at least a regular segment worth of time on it. I think it'll be so hard much not to say. To. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be hard not to. Uh, so we're not even going to try. <laughs> we're going to no. do it. <laughs> yep. I already pimped Patreon. Check us out at GrawlixPodcast.com if you're listening to this somewhere else. Also, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that good stuff. Uh, rate us, review us, if whatever you're listening to on us on let's you do so. I'm just gonna quit <laughs> promoting now because I'm obviously not in speed pimp mode today. <laughs> speed bump mode. Yeah, speed bump mode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, th- thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Enjoy your spawns. Your, your spawns and your clowns. Go spawn some conversations of your own. Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcasts, check out GrolixPodcast.com. Also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, YouTube, TheElectronicMediaCollective.com, Facebook.com slash Grolix Podcast, Twitter.com slash Grolix Podcast, all the dot com slash all the Grolix Podcasts. Except for Jared Leto, he'll violate different things.
<laughs> I'm going to cut that. That was bad. <laughs> oh, no.